Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, let's talk about PK Subban and the possibility of the New Jersey Devils re signing him to a new contract because I believe PK Subban deserves another chance. And I think there's another New Jersey Devils player who can vouch for, him, for me on that. And also, who's going to be the first overall pick and who would I rather have? Shane Wright? or Yara Slavkovsky, because both of them have their strengths and weaknesses. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, at the time of recording, it is the 4th of July. It is Independence Day for all those who celebrate. Happy 4th of July. And I got my Team USA hat repping, so... Uh, Go Team USA, Independence Day, happy birthday, America. Once again, happy 4th of July to all those who celebrate. I know I'll be a day late, but never a dollar short. Now, let's talk about P.K. Subban because there's been rumors circulating saying that Tom Fitzgerald has changed his mind about P.K. Subban and that he's willing to maybe talk about a contract extension because uh, going back a few months ago, Tom Fitzgerald revealed to P.K. Subban and his camp saying that the New Jersey Devils were not interested in extending his contract. However, this was before the trade deadline, so it was more of just a way of telling P.K. Subban, like, look, we're going to look for a possible trade, so be prepared to pack your bags and leave the Prudential Center. But obviously they weren't able to find a trade suitor. Uh, You know, P.K. Subban does have that large contract, so the New Jersey Devils would have had to retain a good chunk of that to try to make it a better selling point for some teams. But now since PK Subban is an unrestricted free agent, now we can like get a new contract working. I think PK Subban, and I'll talk about this momentarily. I think he would be best suited to return to New Jersey devils on a cheaper deal, just because what he brings to the table. Now let's talk about how these rumors circulated in the first place, because over the course of the summer, we've been seeing images pop up of P.K. Subban hanging out with Jack Hughes. And more recently, we saw a picture of P.K. Subban hanging out with both Hughes brothers, so Quinn and Jack recently. And uh, a lot of people, including myself, were saying, yeah, P.K. Subban is definitely returning to the New Jersey Devils. And we also saw a picture a few weeks ago of P.K. Subban hanging out with Jack Hughes at a helicopter of some sorts. But I, I think P.K. Subban is telling his buddy Jack, because Jack is obviously the franchise player for the New Jersey Devils at the time. And I think he's telling Jack saying like, look, can you put in a, a favor for me? Can you just say like to Tom Fitzgerald, like, look, I love having PK around. So maybe it's best that we get a contract working. So I think that's what PK Subban is doing, or maybe he's just good friends with Jack Hughes and just trying to, uh, you know, uh, just have a good summer with his friend, not trying to read too far into it, but Ultimately, P.K. Subban is playing his cards nicely, which is, you know, posting a picture saying you're having a good time with Jack Hughes. Our franchise player is not a bad tactic to have because that gets the fans talking. That gets the front office talking, saying that, hmm, maybe our franchise player really does like P.K. Subban. So maybe it's our best interest to keep him happy. So that way, um, you know, Jack Hughes is just happier with the organization and maybe it's nice to have his buddy with him in the organization, the locker room, whatever the case might be. So 
here's the thing about P.K. Subban. When he was originally brought on to New Jersey Devils, we were hoping that he would be that former Norris Trophy winner. We we thought that he would be sort of like what he was with the Montreal Canadiens, National Predators. Obviously, that didn't really work out, and he fell from grace hard. And these past few years, while it's a far cry from what he was able to do once upon a time in his career – I still think P.K. Subban has improved mightily with the Devils organization. And I've said this before. I'm willing to bring P.K. Subban back on a cheaper deal just because, if we think about it, he's a former Norris Trophy winner. He's obviously one of the older players on our organization currently, and he's a great presence to have in the locker room. So a lot of people don't realize what someone like P.K. Subban brings to an organization like the New Jersey Devils because – We're the youngest team in the NHL. We don't have that much experience. But with someone like P.K. Subban, someone who's been in the league for years, someone who's been to a Stanley Cup final, someone who's made deep playoff runs, someone who's uh, won major awards at the NHL level, P.K. Subban knows what it takes to win, and he knows how to just rally the troops together so that way we can try to muster up a little bit of more wins here and there. So that, that's what a lot of people don't realize about a locker room player like P.K. Subban, because I think P.K. Subban at this point, he's just a, a few steps on the other side of his better days. So he's on the other side of that fence. And obviously his role is drastically different now. So whatever team he decides to go to, his main focus is just to be a veteran leader. His job is just to be there in the locker room. His, his job is just there to like play on the bottom four defense and just try to you know, uh, just eat up some of those minutes and just provide some production here and there. But I think the argument can be made that throughout these past three years, P.K. Subban has actually improved for the Devils. And like I said, it may not be what he was able to do during his Montreal Canadiens days or his early tenure with the National Predators, but it's still something. And P.K. Subban also revealed in uh, his uh, postseason interview with the press saying that this season was the most fun that he's ever had. Now, Like I said, someone who's appeared in the Stanley Cup Finals, someone who's made deep playoff runs, someone who's played on competitive organizations, that's actually a huge statement to say. Because if he's saying that this season, a team that was wildly inconsistent, a team that had so many young guys, a a team that had so many uncertainties and just had more question marks than answers, that's actually a major thing to say. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, someone like Lindy Ruff was able to retain his position and just keep the New Jersey Devils believing in him because if your veteran leader like PK Subban is saying like this was the most fun he has had on any NHL team, then it kind of says a little bit more about how Lindy Ruff is running the organization, how the locker room is, because at the end of the day, guys, I'm not in the locker room. You're not in the locker room. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We can only speculate. I saw all these rumors circulating saying that Lindy Ruff has lost the locker room, saying that players have shut their doors off. Uh, to his leadership and to what he is trying to preach to them. But ultimately, when P.K. Subban says that in his postseason interview, it really shuts those rumors down and it puts everything into perspective. So I think that's one of the reasons why the New Jersey Devils had not lost faith in Lindy Ruff. Now, going back to P.K. Subban, yes, he's not the player that he once was. But at the same time, I think having a former Norris Trophy winner on your bottom four, I would rather have him than not have him, if that makes sense. Because – Look at let's look at the facts. Devils, one of the youngest teams in the NHL. We don't have that much experience. We need someone like PK Subban. I get his production is not what it once was, but my argument for PK Subban, and I've said this in previous episodes, is just bring him back 
for the sake of the locker room, for the sake of the young guys, because I'm sure a lot of players look up to him. I talked to Kyle Shapiro, the emergency backup goalie for New Jersey Devils, and he said that P.K. Subban was sort of like his veteran because P.K. Subban is a polarizing figure. And not to mention, here's the thing, P.K. Subban brings a lot of attention wherever he goes. We're seeing what he's doing with ESPN. We saw what he did during the course of the playoffs. He's already uh, latched on to one of the Manning brothers on the Disney Plus show, and he's going to get his own segment called P.K.'s World. And I predicted that a little over a year ago. I said if this TV deal with P.K. Subban goes well for ESPN, I would expect Disney Plus to be picking up the phone and asking P.K. Subban to help expand their brand in terms of hockey because that's how we get hockey out there. So P.K. Subban, he brings a lot of good press. He's a great person in the locker room. And, you know, for a team like the New Jersey Devils, we could use some publicity here and there. So we can take anything that we could possibly get. So my ultimate thing for P.K. Subban is, yes, he's hanging around the Hughes brothers, and that's kind of helping his case. And I think that's what's, uh, you know, awakening someone like uh, uh, Tom Fitzgerald a little bit more, which is maybe we could use someone like P.K. Subban on our roster. Now, this past season for P.K. Subban, he appeared in 77 games. He had five goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 22 points, and he had a plus-minus of negative eight. Now, let's compare that to last season because his plus-minus was – uh, twice as worse because he had a plus minus of negative 16. Remember, he was on pace to top what he did uh, the previous season, his first season with the New Jersey Devils, but he had to be shut down early due to him uh, getting COVID, him being asthmatic. So the, the medical staff wanted to be safer than sorry. So they were just like, okay, maybe P.K. Subban, uh, you're done for the rest of the year. But had he played in those 10 extra games, I feel as though he could have gotten his points totals up just a little bit more and shown what he was capable of doing, and his plus-minus would have been a little bit better. But his first season with the New Jersey Devils was just a complete train wreck. But when you look at those progressive years, when you look at the, you know, slowly getting back up there, you're just like, wait a minute, maybe P.K. Subban isn't as bad as we're pegging him out to be. And personally, here's what I would say for P.K. Subban. Anywhere from a year or two, I'm perfectly okay with that because – I said this last offseason. I said I am more than willing to bring back P.K. Subban, but just on a cheaper deal. And uh, just to reiterate myself, he brings a lot of press. He brings a lot of attention. He's a great person in the locker room. He's showing progressiveness, still a far cry from what he was able to do during his Montreal Canadiens and Nashville Predators days. But still, you know, being a former Norris Trophy winner and just having that on your bottom four defense, it's not the worst idea in the world. And, you know, I get he's a little washed up and I get that. You know, his career in terms of his better days, he's kind of on the other side of that. But I'm I'm big on bringing P.K. Subban back. So let me know what you guys think. Do you want to bring back P.K. Subban on a cheaper deal? What do you think about his growth and development in terms of his overall tenure with the New Jersey Devils? I personally think a deal will get done because I think Tom Fitzgerald originally just said that they weren't going to extend his contract was just because it was around the trade deadline time. I'm sure they were trying to look for a suitor for P.K. Subban. And, you know, the Devils were pretty much eliminated from the playoffs at that point. So there was really no point in bringing along uh, P.K. Subban for the rest of the season. But ultimately, the, uh, I, I said this. I said, I don't think P.K. Subban will be traded. I think he will remain with the Devils organization. And I think come the end of the season, I think Tom Fitzgerald is going to change his mind. So let me know what you guys think about that. And before we continue, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Bet Online. So, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and MLB season. 
Oh, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. And they really got to treat that trophy well because they are destroying the hell out of it. So BetOnline is a huge source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets. For all your betting needs there as well. Now, before we talk about Shane Wright and Uri Slavkowski, I just want to say this one thing. So Jesper Brad posted onto his Instagram story a picture of him in New Jersey. So I would expect a contract extension to happen sooner rather than later. However, I'm not trying to jump the gun on anything. I'm just giving you guys the news. And a lot of people are speculating on social media that maybe Jesper Brad returned back from his homeland of Sweden to New Jersey to sign the pen onto the dotted line and say that he is going to stay with the New Jersey Devils organization. Like I told you guys in the previous episode, I don't believe Jesper Bratt is going anywhere. I think the extension will get done, and I'm sure it'll give the New Jersey Devils some more wiggle room to work with free agency, especially if they're trying to get someone like Johnny Goodrow. So I think they just had to work on you know, just working on the logistics kind of things because Jesper Bratt appeared on a Devils podcast and said that he was committed to coming back to the Devils organization, saying that, you know, he wants to finish what he started and he feels as though the Devils organization is heading in the right direction. Obviously, a lot of things could change, especially if a deal falls through. But in terms of Jesper Bratt potentially being traded since he is a restricted free agent, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Devils organization would be stupid to do so. I'm sure they're going to try to work something out and Hopefully uh, something gets uh, resolved sooner rather than later. But ultimately, just wanted to give you guys that news. Now, let's talk about Shane Wright and Uri Slavkowski because it's going to be a battle. And we're trying to figure out who's going to go first overall. So if you were to ask me a few weeks ago, I would have said that Shane Wright is a consensus first overall pick and that the New Jersey Devils are going to get Uri Slavkowski. And I would be like, you know what? I'm perfectly okay with that because the thing was Slavkowski, he's a big winger. We could develop him alongside with Alexander Holtz, and I think between him and Shane Wright, I believe Slavkowski is the more NHL-ready player just based on what he was able to do in the Olympic Games and based on what he was able to do in the World Champions because if you guys recall my mock draft episode in, in my specific segment, I said that Slavkowski was able to hold his ground against other NHL players in the World Champions. He was Olympic MVP. So I was just like, I think the New Jersey Devils would try to get Slavkowski onto the NHL roster sooner rather than later. I don't think it's going to take like a year or two to develop him. I don't think it's going to be like an Alexander Holt situation. I believe Slavkowski between Shane Wright would be the most uh, NHL ready player. But however, Bob McKenzie came out with his mock draft and he said that he projects that Uri Slavkowski will be the first overall pick and not Shane Wright. And here's the thing about Bob McKenzie. I think dating back to 2009, every first overall pick that McKenzie picks usually ends up being the first overall pick. So since he's picking Uri Slavkowski to go number one, you know, based on the history, it looks like that Uri Slavkowski might go number one. Now, obviously nothing is set in stone. Uh, You know, Bob McKenzie does have more insiders than I do. So I'm sure he's asking around. I'm sure he's asking people closely associated with the uh, Montreal Canadiens organization. But Ultimately, you know, getting Shane Wright wouldn't be bad either. But the reason why I personally prefer Uri Slavkowski is just because, like I said, Slavkowski being a big winger can play a power forward type of position. And I believe that uh, between him and uh, Shane Wright, he's the more NHL ready player. It's just like, you know, like I said, he's just a big guy. So I'm just like, 
I would love to add that to our forwards, and maybe he can just uh, pick up right where he left off while playing for Team Slovakia. Whereas for Shane Wright, we have a lot of young centers to develop. So obviously we got Jack Hughes, we got Nico Keisher, and we also got Dawson Mercer. So I feel as though let's get some more wingers to develop alongside our young centers so that way we can balance out the scoring just a little bit more. Now, some of you were bringing to my attention saying like, look, the Devils are in no position to like be picky about which prospects they want to choose. You got to choose the best available prospect. And I agree with you in that sort of sense. But, you know, I'm still entitled to my opinion. And I still could say, like, look, you know, you can't go wrong with either Shane Wright or Uri Slavkowski. I'm not bashing on Shane Wright or anything. I'm just saying I personally prefer Uri Slavkowski because I think we would strike gold, quite honestly, if we were to get him. So my overall thing is if I have to compare Uri Slavkowski and Shane Wright, I'm taking Uri Slavkowski. Now, what do I think is going to happen come draft day? Quite honestly, guys, I really don't know. I really do want to go with what Bob McKenzie is saying and saying that Shane Wright might fall to number two because, quite honestly, I've been seeing a few mock drafts saying that Shane Wright could ultimately fall to number four to the Seattle Kraken, I believe. I don't know how true or not that mock draft is, but I don't think Shane Wright is going to fall that far. I think the New Jersey Devils are going to pick him up. I don't think Logan Cooley will be an option for the Devils at all. So I think it's either going to be Uri Slavkowski or Shane Wright. Now, the thing with Shane Wright, he is a center and he does do a lot of scoring. And, you know, I'm not trying to deny what he was able to do. I'm just saying I prefer Uri Slavkowski if I had to pick or choose. But if we were to get Shane Wright, I'd be excited for it. And, I, and you know, we I guess, you know, it's another center to develop alongside with Dawson Mercer. And maybe the New Jersey Devils can, you know, uh, once again, find some gold in Shane Wright scoring. But, you know, I I, I I don't know. I'm just a little hesitant. But it's just so weird because if you were to ask me a few weeks ago, I would have said that Shane Wright is the consensus first overall pick. But, you know, some people are saying, like, look, if we get Shane Wright, we just got to laugh to the bank and just say, hey, we got lucky and that uh, the Montreal Canadiens are idiots. So the thing with Shane Wright is that he uh, stands six foot one. And he's 18 years of age, and he weighs 198 pounds. And the thing about his numbers is that they're actually pretty impressive. So while playing for the OHL, he appeared in 63 games. He had 32 goals, 62 assists for a grand total of 94 points. So uh, if he could translate just a little bit of that to the NHL, then I would have to agree with you guys. Then we really did strike gold with someone like Shane Wright. But I believe it'll take about a year or two before he's actually NHL ready and that we give him a vital role for him to really dominate because it's the same issue that we had with Alexander Holtz, which is we just got to wait to give him that opportunity to really shine. There's really no rush because the Devils have a pipeline of good young talent, and we just got to be patient with the overall process because Lord knows what happened when we uh, gave Jack Hughes that opportunity he didn't really uh, do too well for a first overall pick. He was the worst performing uh, first overall pick since, like, what, Joe Thornton back in the late 90s. And, you know, we're, we're talking about, like, other first overall picks who are forwards, who are forwards. I'm just just putting that out there, who, who uh, had better performances than Jack Hughes. So uh, then, you know, Alexi Lafreniere came along, and then the, uh, that kind of exonerated Jack Hughes' rookie year. But ultimately, my, my – uh, thing is like this. Look, I don't care if we get Uri Slavkowski. I don't care if we get Shane Wright. My thing is just that I just want us to be patient with the overall process, and I'm excited to get whichever player comes to the organization because I told you guys the numbers for Shane Wright, and then when he was playing for the uh, World Juniors, 
Uh, he appeared in uh, five games. He had nine goals, five assists for a grand total of 14 points. So he's a bona fide point getter. And the New Jersey Devils were no strangers to, you know, drafting centers who are bona fide point getters, someone like Jack Hughes, and hopefully, you know, someone like Dawson Mercer develops in the right direction. And then Nico Heischer has been able to find his niche the last few years, youngest captain in the NHL, and obviously an all-star a few years ago. So my overall thing is like, I I don't know who's going to go first overall, quite honestly. I think it's flip a coin at this point, but I I guess I got to go with Bob McKenzie and what he said in the past, which is, I think he projects that Uri Slavkovsky will be the first overall pick because I think people are starting to get more educated and they're realizing that Slavkovsky, uh, I think he is the better player, quite honestly, just based on what he was able to do in the world champions, based on what he was able to do in the Olympic Games, and the fact that he would be the mo- more NHL-ready player. And that's why I really wanted him onto the roster. But We'll see what happens. So let me know what you guys think. The draft is fast approaching. I hope to have a draft analysis guest star on the show. and We could talk more about the draft because uh, it's going to be the day before my birthday. My birthday is July 8th. So, yes, I guess I will be working on the eve of my birthday. But you know what? The grind never stops. I'm excited to see what happens because uh, – the, the and let's face it, the New Jersey Devils are going to hold on to that second overall pick. There is no way they trade it at this point, not at, at, at this uh, stage of the game. So I think it's all but said that the New Jersey Devils are going to hold on to the second overall pick, especially with Kevin Fiala uh, uh, being traded over to the LA Kings, which, by the way, I was a little stunned. But, you know, given the fact that, uh, that the Kings extended him for, I could kind of understand I could kind of understand why Tom Fitzgerald wanted to back away from that. I'll talk about that in the next episode. But let me know what you guys think about P.K. Subban and his overall situation. Let me know what you guys think. Who's going to be the consensus first overall pick? Is it going to be Shane Wright? Is it going to be Uri Slavkowski? Which player would you rather have play on the New Jersey Devils organization? Because you got someone like Uri Slavkowski, big winger, and he could play a power forward type of position. But with someone like Shane Wright, a center who's a bona fide point getter. And we, we know what he was able to do in the OHL. So curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Remember to subscribe and hit me up on my personal uh, Twitter page. That's T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T and the number four or the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.